Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. podcast. Today's episode features Andy Snoke with a message called Social Media and the Application of Biblical Principles. Uh, from now on, the scripture says Luke 12, 52 to 53. From now on, there will be five and one family divided against each other, three against two, two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father mother against daughter, daughter against mother-in-law, and so on. Jesus quoted this verse concerning the last days. I think that Jesus could have just as easily been talking about social media, such as Facebook. Facebook is a $550 billion industry with subscribers representing one-seventh of the world's population. The majority of all advertising dollars in the world make their way through Facebook. The founder and CEO of Facebook, who happens to be 36 years old, has a net worth of over $100 billion and growing. The primary objective of Facebook is not to entertain you with curious videos of pets or to provide a convenient social method of communication. The objective of the developers of Facebook and social media is to invade your privacy in such an insidious manner that Facebook knows more about you than your spouse does. This mountain of private information about you and your spending habits is then sold to advertisers to target more ads directly to you. In other words, Facebook's objective is to make money off of its subscribers mountains of money. If you do not have to pay for the product or use of social media, it means that you are the product. The ability to visit with friends around the world on the screen of our mobile devices has been really nice. It is really pleasant to be able to wish someone a happy birthday instantly on social media without the effort of having to write a memo on a card and mail it. In fact, Facebook will remind you when your friends have a birthday. Facebook is ingeniously designed, programmed, and built to keep you looking at its addictive, bright, colorful screen. The longer we look at the screen, the more money goes into Facebook's bank account. Unusual psychology has taken root in the use and dependency on social media that perhaps few could have predicted. On social media, members find it easy to speak in demeaning, angry, derogatory terms to those who have a different viewpoint than theirs. Unfortunately, it also includes even their friends. If hypothetically four friends shared a friendly social cup of coffee physically, their conversations might wander from one thought to another. For instance, our four friends might talk about the goodness of God with one another. They might talk about their children, their parents, schools, and other things. Sitting physically across from one another, these four friends would not find it necessary to attack one another or to berate one another over beliefs that are not in common with theirs. 
Why is it that on social media, these same four hypothetical friends can find it easy to verbally attack, demean, and insult the same friends because of the things that they have shared? Jesus told us when speaking of the last days that there will be divisions among families and father against son, mother against daughter, and more, as quoted in Luke 12, 52 to 53. Is this not what happens on social media? When Paul wrote to the Corinthians, his words echoed the practice that often takes place in social media. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 12, 20. For I'm afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I want you to be, and you may not find me as you want me to be. I fear that there may be discord and jealousy and fits of rage selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. Sound familiar? Brothers and sisters that share the same faith, that attend the same church, that worship the same God, that read the same Bible, somehow find it acceptable to insert their unwelcome opinions and express their anger and disagreement with their brother or sister when they disagree with one another concerning a worldview. This should not be so. This is a sign of the last days. Another dangerous, unpredictable psychology is that when something is posted on social media, such as Facebook or other social media, multitudes automatically believe it as truth. This may be because we have come to such a day when we can no longer believe the evening news and people are hungry to hear what they think might be the truth. When a constant barrage of lies, misstatements, and distortions are posted unchecked to one billion social media subscribers, there's a potential for literally revolutions to be inspired. Think about it. If a distorted lie is posted to one billion people, and if only 1% of the viewers believe that lie, that is 10 million people who are deceived. There is power in numbers. Let me be honest. I use social media. I find that it has its place. It's a great tool of communication with the church and with friends at large. I use social media for my benefit. I try not to let social media use me for its benefit. The social media that the Apostle Paul experienced was by way of writing letters, having conversations, and hearing rumors that could not easily be proven. Paul must have noticed in his day that we, as Christians, have a responsibility for how we conduct ourselves in the social arena of the day. In fact, Paul gave some of the best guidelines to use when considering posting or speaking about others as follows. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Using this scripture, as well as taking a little poetic license, permit me to offer some common sense suggestions on how to use social media like Facebook from a biblical mindset. 
Number one, when making a post, consider what Paul said in Philippians 4.8. Is it true? Noble, pure, admirable, and praiseworthy. Number two, United States radio host Bernard Meltzer in 1967, he said, before you speak, ask yourself if what you're going to say is true, is kind, is necessary, or is it helpful? If the answer is no, maybe what you're about to say should be left unsaid or unposted. Number three, be mindful friends on Facebook are not necessarily real friends. There may be many names in your friend list that should be removed. Number four, Facebook or social media unfriending is not the same as no longer being friends with a brother or sister. It is not a crime, nor is it morally wrong to unfriend those that bring division. Romans 16, 17 says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. Number five, refrain from posting angry, condemning, controversial comments, as well as political posts, or anything that causes people to have to pick or defend a viewpoint. Number six, be aware that when you have ongoing social media arguments back and forth, Facebook loves you. The more screen time you are engaged, the more money social media makes off of you. Number seven, remember on social media, you are entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to tell others what their opinion should be. Number eight, resist the practice of trolling, which is purposely posting material that is controversial for the purpose of causing debate and division. Number nine, be responsible. These are common sense suggestions from a biblical viewpoint. They're not commands. They're for consideration when using social media. If social media becomes too great of an addiction for you and me, it's very easy and appropriate to simply deactivate and step away. Colossians 3.17 says, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. God bless you. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.